made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are true words of God. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for our Gospel reading. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John chapter 2 verses 1 to 11, uh, which can be found on 89, page 89 at the back of the Church Bibles. Glory to you, O Lord. The wedding at Cana. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw out some and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Do please be seated. Moments quiet and we'll pray together. The conclusion of our gospel reading today, Jesus showed his glory and his disciples believed in him. Loving God, help us now as we reflect on the sacred pages. May the scriptures which the Spirit has inspired be in our midst now and cause Jesus to be glorified, in whose name we pray. Amen. The great John's Gospel, of course, works on at least two different levels. There is the telling of the story, what happened, namely Jesus changes water into wine at a wedding feast at Cana in Galilee. And there is a deeper, other meaning towards this, all that led his disciples to feel that this was Jesus, the Son of God, and they should believe in him. And under three different headings, I want to look at each of these points in two different levels, the superficial telling of the story and perhaps what John would call the deeper level that we need to reflect on. Both are important 
and both because they're in the pages of sacred scripture, have something for us uh, today. More than just a sermon, uh, more than just a, a Bible study, there is something, it seems to me, of great, great value when you say that the Lord is here, that is at one level a piece of Anglican liturgy, another level it unites the congregation when they're in church, but the deeper, more profound level is that actually Jesus Christ is here. And he will do something even today. And that, if I may say so, friends, probably gets to the heart of what this story is all about, both at a superficial level and at a deeper level. A miracle happened all those years ago. The disciples saw it. They believed in him. Jesus revealed his glory and people followed him. So simply put, what if this wasn't, as it were, just a Bible study or just a sermon or just a visit to an Anglican church but actually Jesus Christ was here. The Lord is here, his spirit is with us. The miracle that happened then could well be by faith a miracle that happens today. Wouldn't that be great? And to be very honest with you and personable, it's what keeps me going. I mean, without Jesus, what is it all about? Unless Jesus does something here and now for us, hmm, big building to look after, a lot of people to keep happy, but it is about Jesus, isn't it? And him doing a miracle here and now. I've been reflecting on uh, songs and choruses I really don't like. <laughs> I'm sure the better ones of you would uh, think of ones you really do like. I happen to like the Peruvian Gloria. The one that really gets me, and in his presence, in the presence of Jesus, all our problems disappear. Well, it doesn't matter how much you sing that, or how well you sing it, self-evidently, for life and perhaps for people today, our problems won't disappear. I'm still happy to sing that one. Forgive me if it's one of your faves. I just reframe it. In his presence, all our perspective on our problems disappear. So today, dear friends, pray for these three points. Pray for your vicar. Pray for you as you hear these words that a miracle of Jesus might actually happen. Otherwise, what was it all about all those years ago? in a grotty northern province town of Galilee, where the not-so-posh people lived, where they speak rough and tough. Can anything good come from here? It was spoken of Nazareth. You can stand at a hilltop in Nazareth and look down the valley and you can see Cana, where the common people were having a wedding party. And so the hospitality rules of the day were there that wine had to be prepared. Apparently the Galilean palate wasn't particularly sophisticated. It was either water or wine. There was nothing else. Drunkenness was a social taboo. It wasn't about getting high in spirits at a wedding party. 
Oftentimes, wine was mixed with water, two-thirds water, one-third wine. But the wine had run out. Some recording wedding feasts went on for two weeks. It was quite some party. Notice, first of all, that at a superficial level, the sympathy of Jesus. Perhaps Mary was involved in helping putting this party on. Some early commentators and tradition have it that perhaps Joseph died shortly after Jesus was born. And it's interesting that Mary, Jesus and the disciples were at the wedding, but no mention was made of perhaps the late Joseph. And she was struggling to help her friend's wedding party go well. And Jesus and Mary turned to her son, who I think the penny had dropped pretty early on. Something special was going on in him and was certainly going to come through him. Son, the wine's run out. Why do you bother me? We're into the second level now. My hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. But notice the sympathy of Jesus to help an honest to goodness, salt of the earth, people from rough and tough Galilee have a good time at their wedding party to provide water and wine. The purification jars of water were there, but the wine had gone out. Jesus helps them. And we all know what's going to happen. Water gets turned into wine. At a deeper level, of course, this is the first sign that Jesus has recorded. Or so in John's Gospel it's recorded. Seven different signs happen, probably reflecting on the great signs that Moses did with Pharaoh out of Egypt. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. These great signs were done and still they didn't cotton on. The sympathy of Jesus, not just to the hospitality function that he was holding at a wedding feast, but actually to the hardness and the frailty of human hearts even today. That it wasn't just one great dramatic sign that needed to happen. There were a number of them spread throughout the Gospels. Do you ever wonder and perplex your mind and spirit about those in your family and your neighbourhood? Perhaps you're even sitting here this morning and you wonder if you can work it all out. How is it that a miracle has happened? How is it that Jesus can change lives? Well, join in with the sympathy of Jesus. There were seven signs in the Gospel and still at the end of the road... At the hour that had come, the disciples who were watching him and following him, they didn't get it. They were gone. Would we have got it then? Would we have turned round and followed Jesus? Oh, the wonderful sympathy of Jesus. Not just one miracle, not just one sign, but seven. Have a heart. Say a prayer for people in your family and networks and neighbourhoods who don't get Jesus. Think of the sovereign grace of God 
where he's been sympathetic and kind to you that your low IQ spiritual self has now realised that this is Jesus, the Son of God. So the sympathy of Jesus, he helped an ordinary family with an ordinary problem and sorted it out. And at a deeper level, the sympathy of Jesus with our hard human hearts that he can get through to us and perhaps it will take time to get through to others. Secondly, and very self-evidently this one, the transformation of Jesus. Water into wine. The ordinary things of life into something very special. That's what happened on that great day at that great wedding feast. The ordinary things of life can be changed and made better by Jesus. Most people come to church today because they found that Jesus makes a difference, not just here, but in their life at home. The ordinary part of day-to-day life is somehow made more special by Jesus. The great hero of this story, Mary's words to those stewards, do whatever he tells you. A great creed for life. Whatever Jesus tells you, do it. And in our better, more finer moments, most Christian people believe, having opened their hearts to the sovereign sympathy and the grace of God in Christ, when Jesus comes, he changes. One commentator points out that this wedding party probably happened in the context of someone's home. It's not the great functions at which we need to be at our best. It's in the home, perhaps, we need to be at our best. It would be great to see great miracles done at great functions and events. But surely the greatest miracle needs to be happen when sometimes we don't feel at our best. Perhaps when others see us at our worst in our homes. That's where the transformation of Jesus longs to happen. For the Lord is here. He is risen indeed. He can change ordinary, watery, insipid things of life into something that's very special and wonderful. The sympathy of Jesus, the transformation of Jesus, and the glory of Jesus. Perhaps as you're listening to me, you're thinking about, well, that's fine to say these things, but how can I experience this for myself? Do whatever he tells you. Ask Jesus. Open your heart open your home to him. The glory of Jesus, so he revealed his glory at this first miracle, this first sign in Cana of Galilee, and his disciples put their faith in him, they believed in him. In John's Gospel, the deeper level of significance and meaning is clear. This is the first sign the first indication of the glory of Jesus. And as the signs roll on and carry on to the cross, so John's prologue 
says with great solemnity and profundity, we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. They've seen this Jesus. He was at a wedding at Cana in Galilee. Something they saw captured their hearts and their minds and they followed him. And so John's Gospel carries on unveiling more and more of the glory of Christ until one day in glorious pain and shame and iniquity Jesus dies and his life is transformed forevermore. But here perhaps is something we need to recognise because if we're to reflect on the deeper level of this story, Notice what John tells us about the glory of God shown in the lives of his followers. So I quote from John chapter 15. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. The earthly Jesus comes. The disciples beheld his glory. This earthly Jesus attends a wedding feast at Cana in Galilee. Water is turned to wine. Glory of Jesus is somehow revealed. Ordinary things are made special. And how the glory of Jesus carries on in God's world until his glory is one day revealed, so John's Gospel says, will come through his disciples you and I, who recognise that this Jesus is the Son of God, and by bearing much fruit, glory will come to Jesus. So perhaps if there's a challenge, what ordinary things of day-to-day life will be transformed by the miraculous presence of Jesus within us, so too there is a deeper challenge for us How will God's glory be seen through us as fruit is shown to his glory because we believe and trust in him? I'm sure we all get it that the planet is getting too hot. I'm sure we all get it our pockets are getting more empty. I'm sure we all get it that the world is still fighting with each other. These are very, very big questions dwarfed into insignificance by the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He lived, he died, he rose again, and through you and through I, his glory is to be revealed. As ordinary things are made special by the fruit of what we do in his name, the Father receives his glory. Armstrong, I'm sure you know this one, the greatest miracle is not that a person has walked on the moon, but that God himself has walked upon the earth. The disciples then beheld his glory, full of the Father, full of grace and truth. And others will see that through our lives too when we bear fruit in his name. We hold a few moments of quiet before I lead you in a prayer.
Lord Jesus Christ, grant us courage now even in prayer to seek the transformation of ordinary things in our lives that we might indeed bear fruit and give glory to the Father through the name of Jesus in whose name we pray. Amen.